0: Hello Sola Travelers, welcome back to episode 8 of the Sola Traveler podcast, a place for the sedentary nomad and aventurera in all of us to share tips and stories about safe, joyful Sola travel. Quick announcement, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok under the Sola Traveler and get updates on new episodes as well as find out when my new website, thesolatraveler.com, is live. There'll be city guides, podcast transcripts, and partner offers coming soon. So go ahead and follow me and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Okay, Clementine, we're here today to film uh, and record episode eight of the Solar Traveler podcast. You are my new favorite solo Traveler. Well, Yay! I'm not recording. <laughs> Okay, we're getting started here. I'm here with Clementine. She is my new favorite Sola traveler. Uh, She just got back. I think you've been on the road for five months. Yeah, almost six. Five months, almost six. That's pretty impressive. It Uh, is. (laughs) That's a long time, it's half a year. And when I met you, you came to stay with me um, in my house. Uh, You were a friend of a friend who I met Sola traveling, funny enough, and he was like, yeah, She's a great girl. You're going to love her. Just get in touch. And then all of a sudden you're in my house and we're living like a couple life, making tea, uh, find you in the morning doing your yoga. It was fantastic. So um, you are now part of my Sola tribe, which is something I talk about in, in other episodes. But you really inspired me because six months is a long time to be Sola on the road. It is. Do you know that? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, what's fantastic is I've learned so much because every time you've come back to meet with me, like every couple months we've met up uh, after a long sojourn somewhere, and you've told me a little bit like, this is how I'm going. So I feel like uh, I've seen the process. I've seen you go through so many things. Stages, Stages, different phases, uh different... Mood. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of friends. moods yeah, because yeah. you're French, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have some moods and that's OK. <laughs> we love moods. Um, but the first mood I'll just talk about was was um, you had come from a job. You were still working a job in Europe and you were waking up at four in the morning. No, at midnight, actually. At, at like, midnight. Yeah. And
1: starting at one. Starting at one. A. And m. I was sleeping like four or five hours a day. It yeah. was crazy because after t- after the the day I was like I need to to do something. I'm in a new city. I yeah. want to meet people. I want to go to museums. I want to do yoga. I want to try all the f- the restaurants all over the city. So Yeah. Yeah, I was like so excited but <laughs> I was like Oh my god, that was like a, the worst memory <laughs> I have so far.
0: Yeah, uh, because it was intense. Well, and then, can you believe that you've yeah. come this far? And and I think you're you went through what so many women are going through right now. Because in the United States, you have the Great Resignation. You have people who are saying, "I don't like my job anymore." You know, I am tired of feeling this way. So you're really part of this post. Uh, pandemic movement of people who say, this is my life, I have one life, I want to do something different. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to you, if if I'm not mistaken.
1: It is. It's actually, what happened is that after like working for like 10 years in fashion industry, and I basically grew up in Paris, so I have, I come from like a traditional family and I had this thing resonating in me and after living in new york and in china and coming back to paris for like eight years i was like a bit fed up of all this social convention like you see all your friends getting married having kids and you're still like i want to discover world mm-hmm. i want to to meet people i want to do something different from other people because <laughs> this is not me this is what I did, ex- actually, I just said, like, I want to quit my job, mm-hmm. and I want to do this travel, mm-hmm. because I'm 32, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's now, mm-hmm. not, like, in 10 years. I mean, you can do it in 10 years, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, that was my feeling of, like, maybe also, like, escaping from, really... Yeah, I think that, but, you know, you say it's not the yeah, same. You don't yeah, know yet if yeah, it will be the same, but you yeah, needed yeah, a push. Yeah, I needed this this, this break and, and this push, and yeah. discover new things, and... Why I travel is because I was always fascinated by these people all around the world that I met through work basically and mainly and that they basically know loads of different cities, loads of different cultures and it's so fascinating to hear all the travel stories and and be like, oh my God, that person went to like so many different places. I want to be this person. So you wanted, That's to my, be, you wanted yeah. that story. Because I want to, if I have kids tomorrow, I want to tell them, oh, I went to that place and I went to this place. It was amazing. And being being able to, to, to tell all these travel stories, to me, it's fascinating. It's like um living as a cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. Like being teen-teen mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and explaining to your kids, oh, when I was there, I met that person and I had this encounter. Like, you know, like... Uh, I don't know. I love this feeling of like, I think it's because it came from my grandma uh-huh. and my mom. And I think that's why also I have this, this thing in my DNA of like so, so trying d- to discover it. It's anything. very
0: possible. Yeah. It, is, how did they prepare you though? Just on a very practical level. How um. do you feel like you prepared because you were dating someone, you had a job. So how did you start kind of preparing for saying okay this is an indefinite journey mm-hmm. i'm going to be gone for an indefinite amount of time how how do you start telling your brain to think in those terms as opposed to your daily routine uh, that you were living prior to this trip yeah
1: i think i think it's part of my personality i'm like my my first project is listening to my body myself and my brain and what i want and Mm. at the time i didn't i was not willing for a routine Mm. i was
0: willing to break this routine what what happened what did you feel was it something i was feeling oppressed Uh and also
1: i think it's also mainly due by the the lockdown we Uh we lived in europe and in france in general i think i was like so fed up Mm -hmm. with all this routine of like stressful moments and then, yeah, Mexico appealed me, Mm -hmm. attracted me because
0: people were free. Mm, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, I mean, you also, so you took the risk knowing that you couldn't keep going in the same way. But what's interesting is, you know, one of my first questions for you because I saw it and I really admire it and I've been talking a lot to people about what I do when I travel alone like I have a very I have a routine it's become a routine I'm not actually I'm quite introverted (laughs) and actually I'm quite uh routine orientated and I I have my thing in the morning my coffee then my journaling then my work and email you know and it goes on and and I don't um I'm not unique in that sense that like any people I like some sort of grounding and that's what I loved watching the most about you it was a privilege living with you for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, seeing how you handled it how you handled uh, being out of your routine in a new place so how you applied the things that you know work for you at home let's say to coming to a new place I think we sort of talked a little bit about coffee shop so I wouldn't know if it weren't for my solo travel ritual of waking up, finding a coffee shop and going there quite consistently because that's where you tend to meet people. Uh, If you go to the same place over time, you're like finding people with whom you can practice a new language as well as people who are in the same situation as you. And I saw you very quickly find those uh, like comfort tools right yeah can you talk a little bit more i mean there's there's so many things but i think one stands out and that was your yoga practice
1: yeah it is actually every time i go to a new place mm-hmm. that's the first thing i'm googling mm. the yoga studio wow because i think it's a great place to meet people wow. um in Tuscany because usually it's always the same people going to the yoga studio and even if you're shy or like you don't feel like talking at the end you always meet like someone that is kind of in the same mood Mm -hmm. and i actually met one girl from the beginning in november when i arrived and was still friends she's Mm -hmm. canadian and that was my one of my my first bases Mm -hmm. in mexico city and um, that's You know, yoga is like a community. And you can, not in all the studio, but in some studio, you can really tell people are happy, they're coming back the people at the desk and the teachers when they recognize you you want to go back mm. because you feel like it's a family. Yeah. So you S- feel yeah. like included. Yeah. And that's very important. And that's what I went to I'm gonna say the name. Yeah. It's Atma Studio in Mexico and I felt so welcomed mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I'm gonna go every day. Yeah. And I met so many like great people there. And yeah. And then you started to have like Apo, uh, coffee. You went, we went to restaurants and then you made like... You went day trips, trips, you know, all sorts of things.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic because, so it sounds like, and what you made me realize and I didn't even realize it. I mean, a lot of times I've painted my routines as finding community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that community feeling is essential when you're alone. You want to know you can go somewhere and you have the name of the waiter or the name of the person at the reception. And so you feel a little more grounded, which... Is natural. I don't think in the solar travel process, anyone is saying, no, let go of everything. No, it's not safe, first of all. And second of all, it's not realistic. Like your, your needs as a human being are still to find some sort of grounding. So I love that yoga was for you. What, you know, a coffee shop might be for me or oh. a, a, a music store or a bookstore or something for someone else. And that's so useful So and so okay, you know. Um, you're not necessarily taking those people with you when you travel, but you know that there's a home base, so to speak. Yeah. And you discovered this comfort zone. And it also, I'm sure we've I've talked about this before in other episodes, um, yoga or any sort of physical sport, you're regulating the negative emotions that come up when you're alone. Or just when your body is out of its time zone, its normal eating habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had some interesting health things that came up. <laughs> your stomach got knocked because you were very adventurous. <laughs> uh, and so you were doing the best to keep a healthy mind, healthy body through this routine. And so that's something to really keep in mind for someone who's going on a longer trip, I mm-hmm. think. That that kind of uh, balance between health and wellness um, is still very much an essential part of the journey, right? yeah, it is and I'm just thinking there's so many things that that you did and that you encountered. you're like the perfect case study for what happens because at one point too you started to feel a little a little low, i think um, and I'll call this like the middle dip, which happens to anyone i've you know not to derail us but I've moved several times in my life every few years to a different country to live there to find out like what is this learning a new language or whatever and there is a dip point so you come in really high and the same on a trip you come in really high you're excited there's new things all these new things all these new people you're open and then because you've been so open at some point some of the negative things start to get in you can't help it And so we talked about that a little bit on on one of the trips that you were you were back uh, probably three months into your journey and you had some negative experiences and also some cultural differences that were starting to gnaw at you. And so we should get those out on the table now, what those were, don't have to be specific about countries or people, but just some of the things that came up for you that made you feel in that dip period uh out of your comfort zone because it doesn't happen at first the the feeling of discomfort happens with a little bit of time no would you say yes
1: yes it's um so basically i can tell like it was in colombia Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) let's just say it yeah i i like this country i mean i have friends from colombia good friends of mine Um, but I went, I think, during the wrong time. So it was during Christmas, New Year. So it's basically during big holidays. So it's very popular. Mm. And I also, the thing is that COVID was all over the place. So it was very stressful because I was with one of my good Colombian friends at her place with her parents of 80 years old. And we were contact covid cases every day so we had to do to deal with loads of like uh pcr tests and Mm. all these things and then you know i was kind of in shock by the colombian culture which is really intense Mm. and very latino and i love them but sometimes you're like i need my peace i need a space Mm -hmm. and I had this piece when I actually left them to go to to the um, Ciudad Perdida, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the lost city track Mm -hmm. for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And it was the only moment where I felt safe Mm -hmm. because I was with the Kogis and in the middle of the jungle Mm -hmm. with no connection and Mm. I had to reconnect with nature Mm. and not like... Feeling overwhelmed by the Mm reggaeton, the people, the noise, the pollution noise that you can feel all over the place in this kind of like Latin American countries.
0: The Swiss and the French are the people who have most that I've most been around who have used the term noise pollution. So for for a lot of cultures um, coming to a place where it's just. It's noisy, both in music and in um, family environments, and I can see exactly what happened. It's holiday time, uh, and so you should be feeling like you're with what you're with your family. You're with someone else's family, so you have this other layer yeah. of discomfort, and now you're just trying to be polite and not react, you know, to these these irritations yeah. that are in yeah. your head, which is enough to make anyone feel overwhelmed. But what's interesting is that this is something we talk about a lot, is that in once you've been alone for long enough, you start to realize I know I actually need to be alone now, not with people. Yeah. And that's a skill. So you develop a skill that you would use in your daily life where instead of going back to where the people are back to where the irritants are or the triggers are, you learn and are safe and comfortable with moving away from those things to reconnect with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so loneliness doesn't worry you anymore. No, not at all. I
1: was actually like looking forward to loneliness. Wow. And that's why I was like, thanks God. I have this lost city trip planned. But it was interesting because it was the first time, and if I have to to compare with my first solo solo traveling back in the days when I was 20, 23 years old, I felt this time very anxious. Mm -hmm. Because you go out of your comfort zone, you're not the same age, Mm. and you feel sometimes unsafe because you're traveling also in countries like Latin America. And so, yeah, it's a total different feelings, and of course you have ups and downs. And but it's interesting. It's it's um, yeah, it's a it's a pass. It's um, it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's a game
0: traveling. You like, feel like it's a game. Yeah. Is that how you dealt with it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it yeah. is. You never know what is going on the day after. Mm. But you're just planning day by day. Sometimes you don't like really plan anything. Yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of like an experience, and it's a game in the sense that you you have to deal with yourself,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: you have to deal with your emotions, and and you have to deal with your unsafety feelings, mm-hmm. um, not to know what is going to happen, and and, and
0: how do you know now? Like, just a, curious if. If it's a feeling or if it's a reality that feeling of insecurity how do you know how to tell the difference between a real danger a real physical danger and a mental and emotional manifestation yeah what's the difference how yeah, yeah. do you think you know more about how to tell the difference yes yes, yes definitely yeah um,
1: I think both occurred during my uh, trip mm-hmm. definitely uh but the physical kind of like uh unsafetiness mm-hmm. um i'm used to it because i grew up in paris i mm-hmm. grew up in a big city so i'm used to this but the mental one is way uh more difficult to handle i would say really? because it's with your own self i would say it's mm. i mean you face you face yeah you face your own demons uh-huh. while you're traveling and you're like okay sometimes you're like why am i here why did i this this, this choice mm-hmm. why am i like far away from my family my relatives my friends yeah i feel like i feel weak i feel in trouble i feel overwhelmed by so many emotions but mm that's the way to cure as well, Mm. because you get to this introspection of yourself Mm. and you're you're facing your own self. Mm. And Mm -hmm. that's magical at the same time.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this uh, before we started recording about those negative feelings. And, you know, in retrospect, you can always paint them as like it was so helpful. Mm. But really, they're just shitty sometimes, you know, and uh, and there are days I think from what you told me during the journey you you just wanted to rest yeah and and i, I what i understand more and more and it's such a helpful tip is people push themselves on trips um because i think i only have a few days here i don't want to miss anything but it's like maybe that one day you do just lose mm. and you don't leave your hotel or your airbnb and you stay stay where you are and just like to make the rest of the trip better, you don't try to do anything that day.
1: Yeah, and that that's what one thing I was telling you, I think um, the other day when we had this conversation about traveling is that you have this kind of like evolution when I was younger, you want to see everything, you mm-hmm. want to tick boxes. Mm. I did this, I did visit this country, that country, I went to this place, to this uh, rooms, temples, Uh, I want to do everything. And now I feel like I discovered during this trip that I need more time because I want to take the advantage of the place where Mm. I am. And not like just staying one day and then the day after like going to another place Mm -hmm. and say, oh, I went to this place. But just for like 24 hours, doesn't make any sense. At a certain age, you feel like you need to rest. Mm -hmm. You need to take your time for yourself. Um, beauty like doing beauty routine like as if you were living in that place, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. find like actually like yoga studio, um, coffee mm-hmm. that you like, meeting people mm-hmm. because when you rush yourself, like at the end, you're so exhausted about the the, the trip and it's I'm not sure. it's not healing it's not it is different it's a different kind of like traveling but to me I feel like. I really understood and I really it really I really really recognized that I need more time now when I'm traveling I prefer to do like more qualitative than quantitative.
0: Mhm. That makes sense. I feel like we all have different restrictions on time and budget but even if you have a restriction on time and budget uh, this is why I talk about setting an intention before you go like mm-hmm. is your intention to go spend time with yourself because then you're offsetting this FOMO desire to yeah. do everything. And and that's where um, it's OK if you end up doing FOMO, need to do everything. But uh, having a realistic expectation that you're a human being in a new space might help you adjust the discomfort of trying to fit everything in mm. and not being able to mm. because it's not realistic. So, I have a few questions for you to wrap up, if you'd be so kind. Um, (laughs) I am curious, what are three things that really surprised you about yourself on this trip? Three
1: things, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll try to to be very condensed and concise. Concise, sorry, yes. Um, So, the first thing is that I actually. Observed that I need more time in a place. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the first things that struck me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that's one thing. Uh, the second thing, I would say I uh, that's that's a tricky question because I need to think about it at the same time. But I'm trying to find the the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> There's no need to answer all three. Um, Yeah, I think I am the same as you. I'm kind of introvert and Mm -hmm. extrovert at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I felt more introvert during this trip, maybe because I was tired, maybe because I was feeling unsafe, maybe because I had all these emotions coming up and out. And I think the last thing that surprised me is that I observed and noticed that i I needed to open up mm. a lot mm. and I did during all my trip um um a yoga teacher training mm. and we did such uh circles during all this um training and it was very kind of like an American system mm-hmm. with um majority of american and I would say like i had this culture shock again mm-hmm. because those guys and in, in general american knows how to express themselves mm-hmm. communicate and express their feelings and that's something that struck me during this like trip in general is that i i learned how mm. to open up more and that's something that i want to keep on continuing like opening mm. because we're like always in this kind of society, like, being... Oh, no, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. How do you feel emotionally and physically? Like, truly. Mm-hmm. It's not like... We always say, how do you feel? But it's actually, how do you really feel? How do you truly feel? Mm-hmm. Like, ask questions to you,
0: to the people. So, arriving at a deeper level of yeah. authenticity. Yes. Personal authenticity. And also,
1: like... I think that's why it's also linked with the introvert side is mm-hmm. that I feel like as I don't have any more job, I mm-hmm. can't relate. I can't have this label, this etiquette mm-hmm. of like presenting myself uh, oh, I'm a sales manager. Yeah, you, I'm a, you I, you I live have in, to say. You live in Paris.
0: Yes. You know, so, so, I mean, it's just interesting um, because that was going to be my, Last question is just, I lived in Paris as well, you know, I lived through the the cultural differences of, I actually had moved there from Argentina, after living in Buenos Aires for quite a few years, moved to Paris, and I also had this culture shock of like, well, I'm a mess today, like, let me be messy today, because that was totally fine, (laughs) almost invited, welcome, our emotions were all over the place, and then go to Paris, and... You know there's this rigidity and a professionalism and a perfection, yeah, because you're living in a perfect city that is actually very imperfect, but but there's a part of you that you want to be part of the perfect side, you know, because it's like so drastic, either perfect, roses, pristine cultural uh, edification, or imperfect, living in your own feces under a bridge really that's how drastic Paris is and so uh, I'm just curious now going back here saying you know you're not the same person as when you left and so many people when they think about leaving for a solo journey you know they think about the man or woman they're going to leave behind the job they're going to leave behind um that that's what scares them to and makes them stay most of the time, right? Not everyone yeah. does this kind of adventure. So going back now, I'm curious, and we can follow up when it's been a couple months. What are you thinking? Like, how do you think you can go back? First question. And are you nervous? Are you excited? What are you feeling about this retour, this going back?
1: I am actually in my last week of traveling Yeah. so I have this feeling of like, shit, this is happening, I'm going back to France, I'm going back to my hometown, I'm going to face my old demons, mm. my old habits and I don't want to go back, well I want to go back but I don't want to go back to this previous life. I want to have, like, more of a healthy routine, Mm -hmm. which I tried to have during all this trip, which was amazing. So I want to have... I want to try to have this balance. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep this... All these good things Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, moving forward and not looking back. And yeah it's uh it's crazy that you're talking about that because it's ex- exactly the mood right now that I have i'm like oh my god what am i going to do i'm gonna face my parents they're gonna tell me like things that i don't want to hear of course mm-hmm. they're gonna be very happy it's gonna be very emotional as well but yeah it's exciting at the same time but i'm already like projecting myself um to my new life Mm. so i'm projecting to actually try to find a remote work Mm -hmm. and keep on continuing this nomad kind of life Mm. but more settled Mm -hmm. in different cities Mm. so my project is to actually settle in madrid Mm -hmm. but work with the paris time frame Mm. and this for the next at least four or five months and then i want to go to probably cape town for like two months so that's my exciting project and that's what i was i am going to think of
0: that's amazing
1: for the for my return yeah and that's my my mood right now and not to think about oh my god they're going to judge me because i did this i didn't earn money i didn't i did have an an exciting moment for me for myself but sometimes you know when you face like old generation old parents they don't get it
0: sounds like you'll be living life for you now because nothing of what you said uh, is is about anyone else but you Mm -hmm. that's a scary place to be too yeah but it's very very exciting it is all right. Well, we'll find out what happens. And thank you, Clementine, for being with everyone today. Namaste. I yes. <laughs> namaste. here. Namaste. here and get something to eat right now. Thank you, Ricky, for <laughs> inviting me to your. Podcast. Avec plaisir, moi, chérie. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Ciao. <laughs> then the, t'as, t'as compris la blague de Namaste? Uh, yeah. Il y a des, des chemises qui disent, Namaste in bed. Namaste in bed. (rire) Ah, c'était bien. Je pense que c'était bien, elle aussi.